2: Now let's give away those Zach Brown Band tickets all right. We've been giving those away the entire week. That's a popular show. We got a pair of tickets right now for call number 5 on the contest line 786-534-0790. The 3-time Grammy award winner Zach Brown Band the Welcome Home 2017 tour with two shows. That Perfect Vodka Amphitheater in West Palm, September twenty two and twenty-three. Tickets are on sale. They're on sale right now. You can buy tickets at LiveNation.com. John Clayton, ESPN, send in your questions to the Coral Springs Kia Text Line at 67974. We'll also take your calls coming up uh, next segment. Hey, John, good morning. Good morning. So we've been talking a lot about Roger Goodell this morning because he made an appearance with Colin Coward yesterday on uh, on Fox Sports Radio. And, you know, uh, a few things that he said that we spoke about. Let's let's start with with going to Atlanta last week over New England uh, he was asked about that and whether or not he avoided New England and and he really gave the answer you expected which was look you got two big games can't be in both places at the same time so he chose Atlanta uh, I don't know that I necessarily believe that that was why he chose Atlanta but at the same time John uh, I'm not sure what what else he can say other than that like he can't come out and say yeah I'm afraid to go to Boston
3: yeah, but I mean, I think he made a wise choice because going to New England, I mean, it would be a distraction to the whole thing because all you're going to see is 18 pictures of him in the owner's box, uh, getting uh, being looked upon, the fans being upset and all that. I mean, clearly it was wise to be able to avoid going there because what's the purpose? Why why go there and be a distraction? And so uh, you know, it's going to be very uncomfortable if the Patriots win with the presentation and all that. Uh, that very well can happen, but I guess you know. You push it off and kind of wait to see two weeks if it does happen. So, but uh, in the end, you know, it's never. He's not going to win any battle by going to New England and watching that football game.
2: I feel like though this is still now going to be a big topic of conversation during the television broadcast the Super Bowl. Like, what would have happened if he went at the AFC Championship or maybe even the divisional round in New England? Would that have maybe taken away some of? you know, what we'd be talking about at the Super Bowl since he kind of already went through it.
3: No, because, I mean, it's always going to be there. There's still always going to be the bitterness, whether it's going to be from Tom Brady, Bob Kraft or the Patriot fans, more so the Patriot fans, because, I mean, they forget nothing. They remember everything all through the years. And so uh, that's never going to, to change that. And just by being at the game, I mean, it's not going to you know put this in the past. It's going to still always be there because of the bitterness. It's going to be because of the Patriot fans and also Roger Goodell.
0: I think people expect that if the Patriots won, that this is a victory over Goodell and that this is a slap in the face to Goodell. I can't imagine Goodell feels that way. I I doubt Goodell even really frankly cares that much because to me, the suspension was more about Goodell maintaining his power, his power under the CBA. And he's already done that, regardless of what the ultimate result is on, on the field. I mean, he was able to do that. And Tom Brady was effectively suspended for those four games. What are your thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, that's this is one where, you know, he has policy, and he has the ability to uh, stress it. I mean, again, there's no court of law that is going to justify the decisions he makes because it's the court of Roger Goodell. And Roger felt because one of the things that's big in his mind is the integrity of the game. He believes, at least with the evidence that he had, that the, ev- that the game was at least affected and because of that he has consequences. And of course, uh, naturally, uh, Tom Brady's going to fight it every part of the way. And he wanted to fight it even more, but at some point you just have to give up and all that. So again, that's that's the tough job of commissioner. I mean, you you notice that the weird part of all these forfeits, all these uh, penalties for forfeiture of draft choices or anything like that have usually involved good teams, whether it's going to be Kansas City, Seattle, New England, you name it. You know, that's just part of the job. And of course, as a commissioner, you're going to make very unpopular decisions. And this one, probably one of the most unpopular.
1: John, a lot of the experts, you being one of them, last week and and probably the weeks prior were talking about the only team that could really do something serious against the Patriots and possibly beat the Patriots is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now that we saw what Atlanta did to Seattle and what Atlanta did to Green Bay, basically dismantling and taking the hearts out, have you changed your tune a little bit of what could possibly happen in this Super Bowl?
3: No, I mean, I still think New England can win, but my point was that the only team in the AFC that had an opportunity to go into New England and win would be Pittsburgh, and you saw that did not happen. I mean, you saw that uh, Bill Belichick, with his scheme, double-teaming Antonio Brown, first took Antonio out of the game, then two plays into the game, Le'Veon Bell's out with a groin injury, and so now pretty much things were just ajar for them, and that gave New England every chance to win. Now it's different. I mean, now I think that uh, Atlanta comes in pretty much with something similar to what New England experienced back in their first Super Bowl with Tom Brady and uh, Bill Belichick. You know, they come in with the greatest show on turf. I mean, you go back to that Super Bowl in 2001, it was the Rams and an offense that scored very similar to the Falcons. Now it's a matter of dusting out the old game plan that he had back then and trying to hold down that offense, which he can. Now the question is, will he?
0: if Matt Ryan does pull it off, will, where will you rank him among current quarterbacks?
3: I mean, somewhere in the top seven or eight. I mean, I think he's always been there, but now he starts to justify everything because he's won big games. Before, he was sitting there one and four in the playoffs and had that, not the Tony Romo type of feel to it, but uh, you know, just hadn't had the big games. And now he's got the big games. This is going to be his biggest, but I think what it does, it just confirms how elite he is as a quarterback. I mean, he's been great since coming into the league in 2008. Now he
1: has a chance to advance, but the, also the key is, can the Falcons' defense keep getting better? How much of Ben Roethlisberger saying that he's not sure about next year is the fact that Tom Brady is just unbeatable. Like, What what other quarterbacks has, has Tom Brady basically retired or killed or put to the side in terms of the conversation of who can compete or who can be as good as Tom Brady?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think Brady's established himself now as the greatest quarterback in the history of the league. And, you know, Ben is probably having a Hall of Fame career. The retirement part's just Ben being more dramatic than it is anything else. I mean, you know, he does that with injuries. He does that all the time, and you all kind of laugh about it because you've seen it with an injury all of a sudden. He looks like he's uh never going to play again in a game and then he was back out there within four or five plays and so I think uh he he just does that because I think he realizes he was trying to get some of the younger players to play better and they didn't I mean this was an opportunity that slipped away and he's disappointed about that but retirement for Ben Marathisberger you know that's not going to happen
2: would that game have been any different if Le'Veon Bell was not hurt
3: uh, yeah, I would think so. I mean, I, I, the Angelo Williams did a nice job, but he doesn't have all the skills, particularly at his age, that Le'Veon Bell has. But I think in the end, whether Le'Veon was going to be there or not, New England had a significant advantage because what the uh, strategy with Bill Belichick was going to be is like, OK, what's the number one thing I can take away from Pittsburgh? And that was Antonio Bell. And so what he did is that he had uh, Malcolm uh, Butler and he had uh, Devin McCourty on the one side, making sure that that double team was going to minimize one Antonio was going to do and then you know Le'Veon would have gotten more yards and done more things than you saw but in the end it was going to be the defense that fell apart for
1: uh Pittsburgh more so than the offense what do you see going on in Green Bay Wisconsin now next year especially after the downfall and how that game got out of hand real quickly and a lot of drop balls a lot of missed opportunities on the Green Bay Packers side of things yeah
2: and I also I'm, wonder John like like how
1: do they look at McCarthy over there in that, Green that was Bay my too. next question as well would be coach McCarthy
2: yeah, I mean, they, I mean, it,
3: it, it, what, back in, when they were four and six, I mean, people were thinking that he's going to be in trouble, and obviously that's not the case because he was able to almost run the table, except for that last game. I just think they just ran out of gas more so than anything else. You knew they had issues on defense with their secondary. There were always guys that have been hurt all through the season, and that uh, some of the cornerback play just hasn't been that good. That goes more to personnel and goes to Ted Thompson, the general manager. I mean, you Clay Matthews wasn't the same with the shoulder injury all year long. Their pass rush was not as consistent as possible and then what ends up happening is that they have four wide receivers that were hurt now they all tried to go out there in the field but their effectiveness was pulled back I mean it was just a simple thing where you know they had the run Aaron Rodgers was red hot but uh they they simply weren't good enough in the secondary and with some of the things in their defense so they have to address more I think the personnel aspect than anything on the coaching side
2: Uh, okay so McCarthy he's still in good standing there very much so. Alright, you want to text in your questions for John Clayton, you can text him in on the Coral Springs Automall Kia text line at 67974. You could also ask him on the phone if you want, 786-360-0790. Before we get to that, John, you know, we were talking last segment about how uh, the Atlanta Falcons apparently wanted to have kind of a going-away party at the Georgia Dome where they do a big watch party for the Falcons fans, and and the NFL you know, gave the no-go that that you're not allowed to do, to do that. Why is it that you're not allowed to do something like that? I
3: have no idea. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, why why not have a big going away party? I mean, that's one of the the things that you would think. But uh, you know, some some of those rules, you just say why. And I don't I don't understand why they would not want to do that. But it's like that's that's Roger Goodell and some of the things that are just controversial. But hey, who knows?
0: Is it possible it's a money issue though that the that the NFL wants the Falcons to pay rights uh, to air the Super Bowl and the Falcons aren't doing that?
3: That could be, yeah. I mean, I know you want. I guess there's some restrictions on that, but you know that one uh, I don't know because it just doesn't make a lot of sense, in my my opinion.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, it says here in uh, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Georgia Dome can't open for Super Bowl telecasts. Yeah, that they they will not be allowed to open for a Super Bowl watch party. And yeah, Georgia Dome has a statement here. We share your tremendous excitement that the Falcons are headed to the Super Bowl. NFL rules prohibit us from using the Georgia Dome to broadcast the game. Fans wishing to gather with other fans to watch the game can consider patronizing neighborhood businesses who will be showing the game? I yeah, I don't I don't get it, John.
3: I, I, I guess the idea is it affects the ratings uh, because now if you have uh, ten thousand, yeah. fifteen thousand, then they're not going to be watching with their Nielsen meters. But uh, yeah, I guess maybe it's a ratings thing more so than anything else.
2: Yeah, you're that that I don't know if that's the main reason, but that's certainly probably plays a factor. You're right about that. Uh, all right, John, hang on. We'll get some questions for you, okay? Okay. All right, again, you want to get in 67974 on the Coral Springs Automobile Kia text. And that's, that's Romberg's favorite part. It is. at the end of the first the segment.
0: Romberg he's up every away.
3: time.
2: Okay. I mean, John runs away. He's, he's, I mean, he's got to go to the bathroom. Listen, probably just woke up. It's 530 <laughs> yeah, in the morning Guarantees guarantee there. he's doing he's the, the bathroom break right you know? now. <laughs> he runs away. All right, if you want to get in your question here, 786 360 or, of course, you could text in your question. It's the only place in time that you get to talk to John Clayton yourself. That's next. John Clayton here with us every Thursday at this time. It's the only place where you can ask your questions or you can talk to Professor yourself, 786-360-0790, or you can send him in on the text line, the Coral Springs Automall Kia text line at 67974. Uh, John, we'll uh, we'll get right at some text questions here for you, all right? Okay, sounds good. This question here, uh, if Ryan Tannehill requires surgery and misses a substantial amount of time, who would you blame, and how do the Dolphins replace him for next season? I mean,
3: just uh, it's an ACL, so it's one where it's just a misfortune and all that. I mean, the only thing you would blame would just be the delay in making that decision, because now they've lost about a month that he could have on rehab, and if it's going to be a rehab from a reconstruction, now you're talking about six to nine months, and that takes it into September and October, and uh, really just damages the whole season. So, uh, So far no surgery that's good news but if he needs surgery he needs to get it as quickly as possible
0: professor how do you remember so many names and statistics when you practice memory training good
3: question no just uh, spend all the time as much as I can studying rosters trying to make sure that I figure out the the next thing uh, that I need to know whether it's going to be whatever signing what guys are coming up with contract and then try to you know make sure I have a full understanding of how these guys are used that's why you watch a lot of tape and stuff of that nature but you know you try to keep studying the rosters as much as possible and then try to remember it
0: I am curious and this is this is my question but piggybacking off of that that texter's question. At what point in your career did you realize that you are an NFL expert? At what point <laughs> did you really feel like you were an expert of the NFL?
3: I don't know, because I guess I, I take the tact that it's like I'm always studying, so I don't know if I ever feel satisfied that I've got everything down. I mean, it's like I've always, and the great part about now, there's so much more information out there that you can try to study that you never had years ago. So, I mean, you never get complacent in this stuff, and the great part is the more you study, the more you find things to study.
0: Was the NFL always your first love?
3: Yes, very much so. I mean, I had the fortune of of covering football when I was in high school and covering the Steelers. And so, uh, you know, having that and going all through college and then having a career where you just uh, immerse yourself in football, there was different times where I almost went to baseball. Thank heavens that didn't happen because I love baseball, but I love football that much more.
1: John, I see that one of the Seahawks problems is uh, having a little bit extra practice or or kind of skating by some NFL rules and I know that Pete Carroll is going to get penalized again this year for uh, for basically stepping he's a habitual line stepper for stepping over those lines of practices and what is allowed to be happening how is this going to hurt the the Seahawks next year
3: well, it's going to hurt just from the standpoint that they're going to lose a week of the OTAs with the fact that they had three times where they had extra contact. And it's funny because, I mean, they they practice at such a high level uh, and try to push, not push the envelope to cheat, but they want the best on the field. And so on this one case, which, of course, is the third time they had an OTA where there was extra contact, uh, Pete Carroll was trying to stop some of the stuff. And so what he did is that he had the helmets come off, hoping that was going to hold back how this team was going to go at each other on a daily practice in the OTAs. And so what happens is that two guys bump heads and it was caught on tape and because of that they said that, that's a violation and so because of that now they lose a fifth round pick. Then of course the uh, the fact that uh, you know the clerical error and that they did not put Richard Sherman's injury out there as a knee, they put it as a non-football injury, now could take that five and turn it into
2: a 2. Let's uh let's take some calls here for the professor. Let's start off with Danny. Danny, go ahead with your question for John Clayton.
1: Hey, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Um, quick question. But what, in your opinion, what are the two biggest needs the Dolphins need uh, as, far, as far as player-wise? And could we address that in free agency with our cap space? I'll hang up this one.
3: Well, I still think they you know, they got to make sure that they're solid enough on the offensive line. I think that uh, figuring that Mario Williams is not going to be on the team, they probably need to work on pass rush. I mean, that has to be uh, one of the big things. I still think that there's a kind of a turning gate at the linebacker position yep. that they got to settle. So I think that they've got to continue to work on that. And then just make sure that they don't lose much at the wide receiver position. I think they've got to find a way to keep Kenny Stills because I think he's so valuable with his quickness in that. But overall, I mean, I think the roster is in reasonably good shape.
2: Here is Mike. Mike, go ahead with your question for John Clayton.
1: Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Okay. My, quest, my, my question is more of a statement. I just want to know what you think about it. Um, and the Dolphins this year, you know, got, I think, some flack for beating teams that were, quote unquote, not very good. But in the past years, we've seen them lose to these bad teams. I think that that means something. Um, I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. What do
3: you think? Yeah, I mean, that's the one thing I think that you have to look at the way that the schedule broke, which I thought was very good, and the fact that, uh, you know, they can't get complacent about that. They can't get into the self-thinking that it's like we are a 10-win team just because we're that way on talent. They're not that—because when you really look at the big picture, they were 1-7 against teams that were 8-8 eight and eight and better, and the one team they beat was— uh, Pittsburgh 30 to 15, and Pittsburgh came back and destroyed them in the playoffs. So uh, I think that uh, they realize okay, this was a good start. I think it was a good foundation for a first year coach and Adam Gaze that he's able to at least get a winning feel out of it. But now it gets tougher next year because the schedule is going to be tougher, and they've got to try to adjust to that.
2: Texter writes in here John, are the Raiders 100% Las Vegas?
3: Uh, No. I mean, it's never 100% because you still have to get a vote on it, and you don't know if you have all the votes. But I think right now it's probably in that 75% range. I think that they're probably within about four or five ownership votes of doing it, but they still have to make sure that all the packages work out. I mean, they got a good endorsement from Goldman Sachs, even if Alderson, the one investor who's putting in $650 million, doesn't come in. So they seem to be okay there. But I think owners are leaning that way, but it's not 100%.
0: That texter was also asking, if it happens, do you expect a name change?
3: No, no. That's I mean, the Raider brand is what uh, they thrive on, and there's not going to be a change. I mean, the only change would be in the first part of it, which would be Las Vegas as opposed to Oakland Raiders.
0: Another Raiders question, what do you make of their defensive coaching situation?
3: Uh, it's interesting because you know they get John Pagano to come in there to work with. I mean, as an addition, I think that's kind of interesting. And Pagano's more of a three-four guy. So uh, you know, it, ultimately, this is Jack Del Rio's defense, and so I don't see much of an adjustment there. It's just that they had a coach available that they wanted to bring on, and I think that could mean next year, not this year, that they could be a change in defensive coordinators if things don't work out well.
2: All right, John, well, next week we'll actually talk about the game. I figure we got some time to do that. Uh, we'll give you some more time to study, of course, uh, you know, for next week. Do you, do you ever, like, have your wife give you, like, flashcards when you're studying so you no. can remember all? No, you don't need that? No. No. Okay. Nobody quizzes you? Uh, no. No. Okay. Well, I uh, get quizzes when I'm, you know, I ask questions all the time, but that's, that's but, good. But no flashcards or anything like no that? No flashcards, no. Uh, excellent job, John. We'll talk to you next week before the game. Okay, sounds good. All right, there you go, John Clayton. Uh, are, you
0: to, are you trying to steal his tricks of the trade?
2: Well, yeah, maybe. I want to become an expert. Well, no, I'm not, so being an expert would be cool.
0: You're not a heat expert?
2: I don't know. I mean, yeah, I am. You're, right. you're a heat expert. Thank you. <laughs> you're right. You got those rings. Right? You yeah, do have those rings. They don't give them out if you're oh not God. an expert. They Don't give them out for, for, for nothing. That's right. What are you an expert at? You really do know that that pisses me off, right? That what? Why? what the whole ring on? thing? <laughs> I mean, it's just, that's your bust that you couldn't finish off Ohio State. You'd have the same amount as me. You're bad, not Ooh, mine.
0: Ooh, zing.
1: Man, you guys really did take them lightly.
2: I mean, seriously, can't just walk in there and be like, "Oh, we're gonna win just for showing up." You know, then you got a crooked referee, and next thing you know, Ken Dorsey's on the ground, game over.
0: How mad are you right now, Ron? I mean, Scale of one to ten. I'm on your side,
2: five. though. I mean, I'm on your side, though.
0: No, you sound it. Hmm. You sound on his Maybe side. Maybe a
1: little less fiesta bowling at the fiesta. Let's let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <I think laughs> plenty plenty of. Of fiesting. That was the problem.
2: Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. If you if you would have spent more time on the playbook and not the cocktails, you guys would have kicked their ass. All right. You want to hear some of our bits recycled? You got the Levitard show coming up.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. That's what they do. <laughs> the Levitard Show. Uh
2: but that's a funny bit though, the outtakes.
1: That's that is a funny bit though.
0: That is a funny bit. It that was funny bit. really funny when we came up with the outtakes.
1: Stay tuned bit. for your next recycled bit, Dan Levitard Show.
2: People think Tobin sounds like Batman during sexy stuff. He does. Yeah, they
0: call it bat stats when he, uh, when he starts talking. Swear to me! Swear to me. Why?
2: Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why?